0: The Secrets of Silver and Gold Chapter 9 Tyler did not expect to be greeted when he returned to the settlement. He thought he would just stroll in through the doorway and find something to eat. It would not be breakfast. The kitchen staff would have all tidied up by now. A midday snack of fruits and vegetables would be available, though. Tyler felt a huge rumble, but did not cause him to lose stride. The rumble came from his stomach. The minions that operated all that bioengineering down there were demanding work to perform. His minions would have to be patient for a while longer. As he lifted his eyes back up to his destination, a group of people stood in the doorway, just deep enough in to avoid the rays of sunshine that crept across the floor of the building. Starting at the left of the group stood the gang. Rory and Carly stood there with their arms crossed an expression of what the hell dude look on their faces. Actually the whole group had that expression. Then there was Cassie. He instantly felt the pain he caused her the day before, and regret swept through his body. The minions would stand down now. Directly beside her was both his parents and three elders. The minions would not be subdued for long enough to deal with all these people. Tyler's eyes were still glued on Cassie's eyes, willing his thought of regret and apology into her mind. Without acknowledging any other person, he walked directly towards Cassie. She sensed his feeling and stepped toward to greet him. Tyler wrapped his arms around her. The embrace felt like a had lasted all day tyler made eye contact with his mother sensing her worry with his eyes he welcomed her into the embrace the arms of his mother broke the spell and erased the entire attitude they all had in the questions his, this group had for the delinquent young man as expected like any girl cassie's eyes were filled with tears tears of relief and tears of sadness for her friend that was not himself yet When he pulled away from Cassie, he glanced first at his friends and gave Rory a quick fist bump, Carly a reassuring smile, and the same smile when he looked back into Cassie's eyes. With his eyes, he tried to say, I'm okay, guys, really. Young man. The voice of an elder broke through the moment. Tyler turned his head past his parents to acknowledge the elder's unfinished request. Yes, sir. If you have time, could you accompany us into the settlement? We have some issues that require your attention. Yes, of course. It would be my pleasure. Inwardly, he thought, Sorry, minions. Your job posting will have to wait. His mind still on the rumbling in his stomach. In near unison, the elders turned and started walking inward, followed by... His unnaturally quiet parents. Tyler turned to look at his friends. Then from behind him, without skipping a beat Rory piped up. I can smell it already. The shit has hit the fan. With that comment they all laughed at Tyler's situation knowing that if anybody could come out of this smelling like a rose it would be their friend Tyler. Tyler never thought about their friendship so deeply before that moment. He realized how much they needed each other. His mind wandered through the many memories he had of his time with his friends. Tyler's eyes settled on Cassie again. He was looking at her hair this time. Her hair used to be a lighter shade in the strawberry blonde range. Now it was getting darker. Not auburn or blonde like red usually turns to, but a brunette brown. It was your hair. Tyler paused for a moment to recount that day he got harassed by his friends for looking at Cassie a moment too long. Your hair is turning to a brown. That's what was different about you that day. Cassie smiled at the acknowledgement, thinking Tyler was complimenting her on her decision to change her hair color. Do you like it? Cassie's eyes were beaming with the attention. All the pain of the previous day pushed back for the moment. As politely as anybody could be while telling someone their true feelings, Tyler smiled and said, I guess I am accustomed to your natural color, but if it will grow on your head, it can grow in my mind just as easily. Cassie smiled and instantly decided she would halt her hair treatment in hopes of pleasing her dear friend. A loud throat clearing broke the spell that enveloped the four members of the gang. With a quick glance over to the duplicates, a smile formed on Tyler's face. Rory had a look of shocked enlightenment on his face, as if he'd just discovered the change in appearance as well. I will find you guys later. And with that, Tyler raised his left foot slightly, allowing the ball of his foot to rotate towards the direction of the other group paused at the top of the staircase, leading to the consequences of his actions for the preceding week's activity. Tyler caught up to the group and reached for his mother's hand to reassure her that he was okay now. And he was. Somehow he found what he needed to find. A purpose. First he would need to face the consequences of his actions. As if Tyler had triggered the pause, the entire gang stood watching the group walk away. They remained motionless while they too recalled memories from their past. Cassie saw herself as a small child, sitting listening to a man tell his story. Anything to do with dragons was worth listening to. She thought for a moment of all the children that grew up before her that didn't have the comfort of those creatures caring for her well-being. The thought of the elder storyteller, this man actually knew of the first guardian, the boy that talked for the dragons when they first woke, right here in her settlement, wow, to be that boy, to be friends, close friends, not just the people that were friends with dragons, the very first person. The smile on her face stretched just a little more as she listened to the story again from her, her memory. The boy knew all their names. He had to if, if he knew Eliosa's name. And they have all ten written down just outside the nest stone on a placard. She looked over at her friends. She told herself, it would be nice to have a twin, maybe a sister though. Carly acts like it's a real burden to have a brother some days. Then her eyes narrowed slightly and the smile on her lips lessened a bit. She returned to her memory. That man and Tyler have the same eyes. Maybe it's the way the light is hitting them. As she stared at the man telling a bedtime story in her her memory. She felt her eyes were starting to feel heavy. The following morning, she woke with all the other children in the care facility. Her mom and dad worked with Tyler and Rory and Carly's parents. It was their turn to work the night shift, which meant all the children of the night shift workers got to spend evenings and nights together. As they stood in line to eat breakfast, Tyler and Rory stood backwards so they could all talk about the day's activities. When she caught Tyler's eyes at the right angle, it triggered something in her mind. What it was, she could not say. Those eyes looked familiar somehow, as if they did not belong on Tyler. The line moved forward and the thought passed as she moved her left foot forward to maintain the gap. Today we get to write the Leap Forward Exam. Turning to Rory with a straight face, she continued her excited announcement they all knew already. I hope you studied like you promised. No worries. I'll probably sit there with my fingers circling the keypad so we finish at the same time. Rory retaliated against her comment. Dude, be careful. She can spin numbers through her head faster than any of us. Tyler spoke with a cautious voice. We got this. I know we do. He tries to look like he's not paying attention to be cool, but I've caught him with the view screen turned on in the middle of the night. Carly declared with a snicker. I'm asking Dad for my own room, Rory announced as his sister's smile was just forming on her lips. Not till we are 10, she replied sharply. It's moments like this when I'm thankful to be an only child, Cassie declared. I was thinking the same thing, girl. Maybe we have a connection like they do. Tyler burst out laughing, which broke up the emotions the twins were starting to display. As this recollection passed and the spell the gang was under began to lift, Cassie saw that her two friends looked like they shared the same thoughts. They all stood silently daring the other two to begin an explanation of what they just thought. The four were connected somehow. They just didn't know how yet. The four would be inseparable. Ask one to do the job and you would have four doing the job that much faster. They leap forward at every exam, maintaining a two-year advantage over some of the other children. The education system allowed children to spend half days off doing something productive for the community if they could maintain the same grade level from one exam to the next. This gave the gang much time to spend doing something they enjoyed. You would find them out in the gardens more often than anywhere else. The children and their enthusiasm for garden work became an expected sight when looking towards the garden area. Their childhood passed quickly as everything does when fun is involved. They never thought about the man that told them bedtime stories, nor did they think about the rest of that story from long ago when they were little kids in the nursery, until now. The man never left their memory though. Deep down in their thoughts, the memory remained. Cassie would always be the last to celebrate her birthday, and Sweet Sixteen was no different. She was looking forward to it. She believed it was meant for her when it was announced that an ancient hard drive was recovered with some movies stored on board. Society didn't waste resources on video dramas like that anymore, but if they could be recovered and enjoyed... They remain classics that could be watched and studied to understand the culture of the world that almost brought the planet to its knees. The newest batch of cinema was to be released the night of her sweet 16. The settlement put it to a vote and the first movie to be released would be Tamarare, a movie based on a novel series written by Naomi Novak. The movie came out many years after the books were written. The nine books of the series were all safely stored in a digital library of the settlement. It was almost required reading. This author added dragons to some of the history of the old world. A war that actually happened on the other side of the planet and on the ocean as it looked in that time, blue and filled with life. Cassie was determined to believe this movie was found and recovered just for her. Now that Tyler was close to his old self again, the gang could all watch it together. Nearly the entire settlement read the books and now they would get to see it through a filmmaker's eyes. With more reluctance than was necessary, her mother and mostly her father agreed to exchange their seats so the gang would have their living quarters all to themselves. Sometimes she felt like a fish in the novel on the end of her father's string. Grab the bait and watch him drag me in. He had already made plans with Tyler's parents to spend the evening with their friends, but he had to hear her beg first. Maybe not beg, but definitely plead or state my case. He keeps telling me to watch for... For the signal and save myself all that torment. Sorry dad but the signal isn't all that clear. Cassie thought this frustration as her parents cleared out when the duplicates arrived. Is he going to make it? Carly stood in front of Cassie as she passed through the room for confirmation of her qu- query. It takes three minutes for mom and dad to walk there and for Tyler to fly here, so in five minutes I'm opening the door and screaming his name. That's what I want to see. Forget the movie. Both girls shot Venom at Rory and he felt it, as if his tongue was being dissolved. A moment later, he opened his mouth and Carly gave him a look that meant she was ready to rip that tongue right out. Don't worry, I talked to him earlier. He's as excited as all the rest of us. A sofa matching the room decor sat opposite the view screen. Two two chairs delivered by request were set up in the common area with the sofa for the gang. Another of Dad's deeds makes me beg for days for this evening and then opens the door to allow the chair to be brought in earlier today. You have snacks, right? The duplicates looked at Cassie. Cassie glanced over at the table, then to Rory. No, was I supposed to have snacks? Carly stepped back to peek around the corner at the counter on the other side of the divider wall. A whole tray of food waited for the gang to devour. Carly wondered if she should relieve her brother's anxiety over an empty stomach. Then the twin thing kicked in and she caught herself saying relax man is right here Rory bounded over to stand next to his sister to confirm she was being truthful she looks like her mother but that humor is all her father's for sure Rory jolted her with that statement she got it just then she understood her father a whole lot more Then she smiled and repeated the words she heard her father say her entire life. Ask me a silly question, I'll give you a silly answer. A moment later, she realized it had been five minutes or more. With a scowl forming on her face to replace the sheepish grin from a moment ago, she turned to head to the door. She knew by experience the momentum she could maintain to successfully stride through the doorway as the door disappeared into the wall. He was not going to ruin her birthday. Not this one. The last bit of her thought choked through her throat in a whisper. Unfocused but timed perfectly, she passed through the doorway just as Tyler was turning to activate the opener. Cassie's face was buried in Tyler's chest as he caught her with his arms swinging around her to steady her from falling backwards. He held on to her a moment longer than necessary. As she looked up, her arms dug their way around him, and it was her turn to hold on to him. Just a moment longer than necessary. P.G. This movie's P.G. Come on, guys, don't make me find something to pry you two apart with, Rory exclaimed. The gang would have a fun night of laughter and plenty of drama. Filmmakers from that era used computers to create scenes too difficult or unreal. Their idea of dragons carrying people was far from real, but they made you believe it was possible. Rory finally realized after the movie was half over. Didn't they call a sofa this size a love seat back when this movie came out? When he looked over at Cassie and Tyler sitting together. When Tamarer, the dragon in the movie, was in danger of being taken away from Captain William Lawrence, Cassie felt Tyler's body go rigid. His breathing quickened and then he relaxed. She had snuggled up against him just after the movie started, renewing the feelings she had when they were embraced in the doorway. Cassie did not want to cause a scene as she knew it would not be cool to mention it, not after all the things Tyler was involved with lately, most of which she had no idea. They would see more of Tyler over the next two months. It would take that long for him to make all the necessary applications for this idea of introducing a new ventilation system to the settlement. He only had to look at the three-dimensional schematic of the tunnel system to understand why the forces that made the canyon didn't rip the cave apart at the same time. The tunnel Tyler explored was an unmapped spur. The main body of the cave that the settlement was able to build in ran in a horseshoe shape with the tips of the shoe having spur tunnels running out towards the canyon wall. When the ocean current slowed to a halt, many areas of all the continents experienced a fracturing as if the brakes were applied too hard to the planet itself. Cassie and the duplicates would continue to work in the garden. Tyler would join them occasionally, and on more than one visit, Cassie noticed Tyler relaxing on the log, but with his eyes focused on the forest, deep in thought. The log that was introduced to the gang by Tyler himself would still be there more often as he needed to feel that comfort again. The three members of the gang enjoyed its comfort almost daily. The garden work remained the favorite chore of the three, and they truly needed a better word because chore felt wrong. They enjoyed the garden too much to call it a chore. With the end of their advanced education drawing to a close, much discussion was directed towards that topic. Still mostly undecided as to what career might best suit them. They still had two years to decide. So the next two years meant they could try different trades. Cassie and Tyler understood the feelings that were forming for each other. They did not rush to explore them. They knew that if it was love, then the feelings would be around for a long time to come. This chapter is dedicated to my old friend Marty.